Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Final Destination Edition. My name is Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. With me is Tom Stewart from Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hi, Tom. Tripping on acid and sipping on lattes. <laughs> oh, that's great shit. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the cokehead from... Uh... From Final Destination Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Who is uh, <laughs> the the best character in the movie, despite the fact that it's not clear what drug he actually takes. Because right. <laughs> he talks about he talks about taking acid. Um, he uh, is only seen taking coke, and yet behaviorally he is a stoner. <laughs> right. That's fucking fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We're talking about the Final Destination series. This is our mini-sode. We are going to rank them and declare them good or bad. I find I'm really interested in your your thought process for this, Tom, because I was thinking about this. And for me, ranking them was about as difficult as trying to rank the Die Hard series, but for vastly different reasons. You know, I I really had, you know, I had a sense of how much I wanted to get Die Hard right and not short shrift any one of the, those first three sequels. Yes. In this one, I don't really care. Interesting. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't care as much as I did in the Die Hard series. <laughs> But I found it just as difficult to to rank these movies. So I, I, you know, I just was wondering where you come out on that. Well, I, I, I'm in agreement with the first part of what you said. <laughs> um, that I found it difficult, but for exactly the same reasons as Die Hard. Really? I thought, with one notable exception, which we'll talk about later, these movies were really competitive. Uh huh. Me too. I I was really t- I was really taken with them and I was so impressed because these movies are incredibly formulaic. You can set your watch by what happens in them. Sure. And but yet- only but only in comparison to each other, not to you know anything else you've really ever seen. Oh that that's certainly true. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. I I I I have never seen this uh this grim reaper uh, I've never seen a Grim Reaper based slasher before or since. You're exactly. Um, but you know, each of these, each of these movies, tonally and in the way that they handled the horror, was um, you offered me something that was completely distinctive and you know enjoyable and impressive. And you know, even when you got to the inevitable dud of the series, and I think we're finding out that that there's no franchise of this length that can't have at least one dud in it. Uh, I was like, it's still a different flavor of shit. (laughs) 
Well, all right, let's do this because <laughs> I I kind of want to start with with good or bad first. That's a that's a really good approach. Yeah, I, I I'm I, I mean I I'm gonna just to just say one last thing about the series as a whole. Yeah, one of the reasons why I think quality aside, these movies uh, work so well as sequels is you know we've talked before about how horror movies can continue on simply by taking up the story of whoever survived the original. Mm-hmm. And that's baked into the formula of these movies. They're all about the people who survive. Well, whether it's the final girl or it's about people who you know have survived the the um, the accident or survived the disaster. Right, but but self-contained in each single movie. Right. Yeah. There's 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 only one person that was in the original movie that's in any of the sequels. Yeah, and that's Allie Larder. She's in the first movie and the second movie. Everybody else, it's like we start from zero, and, and, and I for love, every, you know, for every single sequel. And I love that too. Yeah, and also the fact the people on screen are talking about how there are so many coincidences going on, whereas like yeah, <laughs> whereas yeah, I, know, I feel for, for the you know for in watching these movies. The sequels we've seen, uh, you know, their bread and butter is implausible coincidences. Yeah, right. So the characters on screen notice these coincidences far more than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just watching them going, oh, yeah, I guess that is a major coincidence. I wouldn't know because I'm watching a sequel. And, well, and the exposition for them is always, to me, hilarious. It's always, I was looking online. I saw on TV. This happened somewhere else. You know, <laughs> these group of kids. It's, and, it's, well, yeah, it's wonderful how uh, uh, in... I, I, I haven't seen the original, but I assume the the original to Tony Todd as the as Bloodworth. Oh, man. Is, 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 is Mr. Exposition for those for yes. the first two and then the final movie. And in between, right. he's replaced by printouts from the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you, like, in, in number three, you have his voice. His voice is the voice as they're getting on the roller coaster. Yeah. So he's sort of always present. Yeah. Even if he's not there. That's right. That is right, yeah, and and uh, one of the one of the really, and I think it's funny that like the magical black man of these movies is the magical black man that bring, brings the exposition of doom for the children. Yeah, when 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 Candyman turns up, you're like, okay, I, I, yeah, I, exactly. I know, I know, uh, I know where we're at now. Right, <laughs> and, and that's every time he appears on screen. That's the thought. That's the first thought I have is, oh, Candyman here, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's and it feels almost like they're leaning into that a little bit, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I mean, there's some very on the nose horror references, mm-hmm. which when when the one of the characters is reading a Stephen King book, I, I'm thinking, was he involved in this? Is this just a straight up homage to a horror master, or uh, did he write something very similar and they're doing it in a "please don't sue me" kind of fashion? You never know with Stephen <laughs> King. It's always one of those three possibilities. Right. It, well, I'd also suggest you never know with these movies. Good grief. Well, I, I, the differences between them are 
uh, are what really makes it for me. Uh huh. Um, they've all got something original in their own right to offer. Yes. Even the even the categorically awful one. Well, it's, okay, let's get to yeah. it because I'm fascinated. I want to know which one you think is the categorically categorically awful yes. one. Which is it? Uh, well, um, no surprise given how pompous its title is. The final destination, I think, is dire. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but you know, I I I I, I thought you, I thought maybe you were gonna go to number five. Oh, no, no, and, I have, and we were gonna have a fight. I have so much. So I was worried. So much. Yeah. I just watched that one last night. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But to me, four is is yeah. Yeah, and well, and, I, do you think any of them are good? Oh yeah, I think all of okay. them but that movie are good. Okay, so <laughs> two, three, five, you're saying are good. Yes. And Without hesitation. Four is bad. Yes. I think four might have I think if four was made at a time when they went trying to ram 3D down everyone's throats, I think it actually could have been okay. But as it, as it is, it it kind of dates in a way that only movies from a very small time period can, because they they are so obsessed with uh with basically advertising a, a technology right. that is doomed to failure. Right. Yeah. I. You know. I. I have to tell you. Because one of my first notes for number five was, you know, there. There's an obvious moment towards the beginning in the accident scene of that movie where because I didn't know it was in 3D. Right, same here. And upon watching it, I mean, I have a note that says 3D question mark <laughs> must be. I also know? have that note, but much later on in the film. So okay. my notes are totally skewed towards. Are they just, But are I they, didn't even. Are they just saying the word 3D because 3D movies are popular, or are they actually in 3D? Right. <laughs> but I and I so I I'm not sure I even picked up on number four being in 3D. Uh yeah. Well, I was it the final destination. Was that a 3D movie? Yeah, and um, I believe so was five. Five definitely was. Yeah. I wasn't sure about four. Yeah, four. Well, four is w- weirdly and in a far more aggressive way. It is. It is a three D. It was a three D movie, and mm-hmm. you know, th- because I didn't know for sure, I spent the entire movie thinking through a number of possibilities about why th- the 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 concept of three D was so prevalent. Yeah, right. Um, for some reason, I didn't think that. Of course, this is a movie made. Um, you know, in uh, was it two thousand ten or two thousand nine, which is right in the meaty. That's right in the yeah. sticky center for sure. The yeah, the final destination is two thousand nine. Yeah. So I should have known, but I and I, final destination five is two thousand and eleven. I I th- I spent the whole movie thinking that they were just trying to offer some cultural commentary. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then of course when the movie when the movie ended and I looked it up, I was like, okay, I was, I was like, okay, they're just a three D movie. They're just bigging up themselves. Yeah, and certainly you're not gonna. How much cultural commentary can your movie have when one of your characters is just labeled as MILF? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, and I, I, I there are there are political problems throughout this franchise. They are the most egregious. Oh yeah, the most egregious in the final uh, destination. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's 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 an interesting one. It, it's uh, it has all the other movies. I think they have some. They have some moments which make me think they're aware of how culturally explosive what they're talking about is. I never get that mm-hmm. sense in the final destination at any point. Sure. Well, so it's funny too because we've kind of referenced this a little bit, but it you know you can only almost it's you you almost have to look at these movies. In a complete and total vacuum, yes. As the final destination movies, and compare them only with each other, yeah. and not to any other film in the history of film. I mean, if if I was going to, you've declared two, three, and five as good movies, yes. and four as a bad movie. If I was to take these movies against the history of cinema, I'd probably say all of them are bad movies. Interesting, but. But I enjoy these movies. Yes, yeah, they are very enjoyable. And, and I am of like mind with you when I think of them in a vacuum just compared with each other. I really like both two, three, and five, yeah. or both two and three. I don't like four, yeah. and I liked five. I really, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I I had a great time. So I'm going to declare two and three as good, four bad, and five as good as yeah. well. And we're on the same page, my friend. Yeah, there we go. I think... I mean, it re- it, it's another instance when having not seen both the original and any of these movies before really helped me because I genuinely did not know what to expect. And each mm-hmm. time I started a new movie, I was genuinely pleasantly surprised about what I got with the exception of four. Uh, but I found four interesting enough to carry me through to five. Sure. As you know diverting enough um even though it's it's a piece of garbage but i genuinely don't think that about the other the other movies it's the exception that proves the rule me either and i these movies are sort of fascinating yes. to me in and of themselves because they're you know if you think of say the hostile movies which are kind of regard, regarded as torture porn yes there's an element to that in these movies, except it's it's accident porn it's, or <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's the world's longest PSA for safety in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I, I it's it's a, I have exactly the same feeling uh, about it, that it's yeah, it, it is. It's it's accident porn. Um, I just, I just really enjoyed them, mm-hmm. and especially having come, well, we've just covered the last summer movies, right? And they, you know, there are echoes of, of definitely, you know, in terms of genre and um, formula, there's definitely echoes there of the last summer movies. But so I was extra grateful that it didn't make any of those mistakes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So you know when 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 Final Destination three starts in a fairground and the main character is a photographer, uh, like, <laughs> and you know 
it does a lot of hooks again in two. I don't know what was going on in the early two thousands where everyone had a hook fetish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the hook comes back in five. Yeah. For for one death. <laughs> but this, you know, I I I really I just really appreciate the the variety of mm-hmm. that we're getting from these movies. Well, you know what they are more than anything. Like these movies are. Yeah, they're actually kind of they're they're Rube Goldberg death movies. Yes, you know that's that's what they really are. And I mean, it just seems like the silliest way to try to have teenagers die in a horror film. Well, but it's also so violent that. I don't. These movies are just strange. I don't. I don't know how else to say it. They're just strange in in the way they they the way they're built and they're built unto themselves. They're like nothing else. That's, that's so in, true. In, in the horror genre, you know. Um, I think. Well, that's it. And and it's you know that they, they they each have a different strategy for um dealing with you know such an absurd central con uh, concept. I mean, yeah. this, you know, this we'll talk about this, but the, to me, the second one goes full slapstick. It's the uh-huh. it's it's the naked gun sequel that was never made. <laughs> uh, the third one is, uh, you know, sort of, I I think is is trying to be a bit more subtle. Uh, and you know, a, if you say so, <laughs> approach well, approach horror <laughs> as horror and trying to do something thematically with the idea that has nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, four, you know, is garbage. Um, is <laughs> four is just like hick fodder to me. Yeah, it's it starts at a dirt racetrack. You know, it, it, it that that says it all. And five is kind of like it kind of has it shifts between the two. Sometimes it's very, very full on comedy, almost sitcom like. And then, uh, I mean, you know, right. it's, it's particularly uh, a particularly slapstick episode of The Office um, <laughs> at times. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then at other times, you know, it's it's uh, it's genuinely uh, compelling. Uh, the 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 um, the emotional questions it brings up are genuinely interesting. Yeah. So I, I mean, you're you're right. There is nothing like these movies in cinema. And you're always the big joke because I knew nothing about this franchise other than, I guess, the way people joke about it. Mm-hmm. And we 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 cover a lot of movies like this. You know, Superman Four, Jaws: The Revenge. Sure. You know, you. I mean, I know those. I've seen those movies, but I also know them through the way that they were talked about culturally. You know, as a as a national joke, right? And the big joke here is like, how can you have a fine a movie called Final Destination that has four sequels? Right. Yeah. That's like the that's like the 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 um, <laughs> the joke that's kind of set up for the you know the late night talk show monologue. Well, not just that, but you have. You have one more sequel after a movie the called Final The Final Destination. <laughs> and but you know what's amazing is and obviously we'll talk about this when we get into that episode, but it's handled perfectly. Yeah. And the other thing about these, we've talked about titles before. Love the titles. There are no colons. <laughs> there's no afterthoughts. Even... It's Final Destination 2, then 3, then the Final Destination. 
then they decide to make one more, so and they just go back to to numbers. The final destination five, as you as, should. as you definitely, you, and I mean, it should never have. They should never have said the the final destination because, uh, I mean, it's I, I like I like it because it tells you all you need to know about you know what a dick this movie is yeah right that it goes that it's basically it's a movie that goes around calling itself the final destination you know yeah it's 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 set up for a for a big fall from the beginning and that's exactly right that title is as big a dick as everybody in the movie (laughs) and the movie itself so i i i appreciate that but um you know it it's yeah it's 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 fine the 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 yeah, you wouldn't know. I think from the outset, you wouldn't know that one, un- unlike you know, unlike the joke about these you know, these movies that you know they call it. How can it be a final destination if it keeps on going? Right. This franchise deserves to keep going more than many other franchises, which which yes. could legitimately go forward, but shouldn't. I would base that not only on obviously what we're going to start talking about in the episodes as we take on each movie, but financially every single one of these movies was a success. Rightly so. Usually when you, when you get into the, what we're talking about on this podcast, the sequels, there's always on a long enough timeline, every series will at some point shit the bed. Mm -hmm. And I find it remarkable that this series hasn't this series was a success all the way through. There was an audience for these movies. Well, I I, I think it's remar- I think it's remarkable in the abstract when you actually get into the movies themselves. I can imagine myself as an audience member just coming out completely satisfied every time because you don't have to think about what happens in the film. You know where it's going from moment one. Mm-hmm. It has yeah. it has a such a rigid formula. And yet, and yet, tonally, you get something completely different every time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. can you ask more of a sequel than that? I don't think so. Yeah, I I agree completely. <laughs> I, you know, should you even bother doing these movies? <laughs> no, no, because yeah. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. I have plenty to say, but <laughs> I I just I remember seeing the first movie and thinking. That's a little fucking stupid, you know, and I, I know for certain that I saw the second and the third movie in the theater and then I stopped, Interesting. but I, and I have a real connection with the third one, which we'll talk about. I'll save it for the episode. Ooh, interesting. But I had, you know, in watching the second one again, I couldn't really remember almost a single frame from it. I only remember the only visual aspect of that movie I remembered was the logs falling off of the trailer onto the highway. And that's about it. Mike, Mike. So it was like watching it for a second time. A man explodes and an arm falls on a table. I know. And what you remember visually is some logs falling. Yep. What is wrong with you? I don't know what to tell there, you. There was a, That's what stuck there out to was me. There's a scene in this movie where a teenager gets crushed by a plane of glass. Mm-hmm. And you remember some logs falling. <laughs> That's what... The, it was good slow motion, Tom. Uh, yeah, All right? I mean, good you know, slow motion. maybe this movie is subtler than I gave it credit for, but I don't think so. 
All right, let's 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 we'll end this. We we gotta rank them. Yeah, we'll yeah, so we gotta rank them. What's your um, ranking? This is this is the hard part um, mm-hmm. because you know, like Die Hard, I think you could switch these. You could switch the the first three around at will, and and I wouldn't complain. Um, but I'm gonna go three, five. Two, and then four. Holy are we, shit! Are we simpatico? We are. Oh wow! You know, you know. I, I mean, ne- exactly. I am three, five, two, four. I nearly made a big point of putting two higher because of my sheer enjoyment of it. But in, I think you get so much more of what's good about both two and three in five mm-hmm. that it made it a better movie for me but it was really tight well at really five tight five i think i think the reason i rank five so high is it did something that none of the other movies did at the end of the movie yeah, right yeah i know what you're talking about which i which which yeah which i really liked so so that tipped it for me yeah it's a it's it's the i think i think i think three is is the best all-round movie so it was naturally for me going to be in the top of the pile um and i think i was just you know you know how much i like superman 3 mm-hmm. and it was hard for me not to give a full-on slapstick sequel uh yeah it's juice and i am giving it it's juice because i was saying it's a good movie we both are, and and part of part of why I love three so much is is this. I have a very personal story uh, wrapped up in in number three, which we'll talk about. So, <laughs> are you James Wong? I'm not. I'm not. Okay. But that's another interesting thing about these movies, where directors come and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. You you know they repeat. You know you had it, it, original director coming it back. Very much feels like. Um, it feel I, I you know I I and I would disagree I would disagree with this as a viewer, but it certainly feels like James Wong saw what they did to his idea in two, and felt immediately like like he had to, yeah. dam, you know total damage limitation reverse the trend. Um, right, that's what that whole movie feels like. And he because he's because he is, I think you know a very interesting director who's made some really interesting movies. A right. lot of them sequels. He completely mm-hmm. knows just how to switch gears, and and keep and it keep interesting. It, keep it very interesting. I, I mean, I, I was resentful. You know, when when I I was after having watched Final Destination two, I was resentful that there wasn't enough comedy in three but as it went on i realized not only is this deliberate it is genuinely thought-provoking and it does horror and spectacle really well like really well Mm -hmm. so i just can't i can't uh, lower it because of because you know i like movies like superman 3 and terminator 3 rise of the machines i can't you know like i can't let that interfere with the ranking (laughs) <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen there you have it the mini we we're, 
Tom and I are exactly on the same page. We declare two, three, and five as good sequels, four as the bad sequel. We rank them three, five, two, four. Yep. All right. So stay tuned, and we will be getting into the 2003 film Final Destination 2 coming up. Say goodbye, Tom. Uh, goodbye, too. Excellent. <laughs> Take care, everybody. I like to think I know something about beer. But nowadays, even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day, you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need. The Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer.